Hey, my name is Katie Pijanowski, and I'm a certified life coach and motivational speaker, and I'm here to help you unlock your true strength so you can create the life of your dreams. I teach you my best tips to master your mindset, create confidence, and empower yourself to take back your life. It's your time. This is the Mind and Body Strong Podcast. You are listening to the Mind and Body Strong podcast. And yet again, I have another, a really awesome guest. His name is Justin Tittle, and he is a certified personal trainer by the American Council on Exercise, owner of Stoic Personal Training out of Columbus, Ohio. And he offers one-on-one personal training sessions, assessments, program design, and training consultations. He specializes mainly with beginners in weight training and advanced gym goers looking to take their athleticism to the next level. And we were having this great conversation. It was funny how we connected because his girlfriend's actually in the coaching certification that I am a part of. And she saw my reach out about interviewing people for the podcast and directed it towards Justin, which is how we got connected. And we had a great conversation via email. He was telling me all about his philosophy. And I think he's going to have something really great to say, a lot of really great things to say, especially when it comes to getting in the zone with exercise. So welcome to the podcast, Justin. Thank you. Nice to meet you. We're so excited to have you here. And of course, we want to learn a little bit about you, like what's your story? How'd you get into this? And then I really want to entertain this conversation about getting in the zone with exercise because I feel like so many people reach out to me and they're like, how do I have motivation to work out? How do I even get started? And I think you're a great expert to come to for this. So tell us a little bit about you. Well, um, I'm a certified personal trainer through ACE, like you said. Um, I've been doing this for a little while now. I, uh, just, a, just under maybe a year and in the training side, but I've been training for years, probably almost 20 years I've been weight training and doing different modalities. Um, I guess my physical fitness started when I was a kid. My parents always had me in sports, uh, which I would advocate, you know, it's great for kids. Um, And it was just like the very beginnings of my, you know, training. Um, I enjoyed putting the uniform on and being part of the team and, and, uh, you know, it, there's some struggles in there, you know, it teaches kids that about winning and losing and uh, competition and uh, how to help your teammates and, and how to sportsmanship and stuff like that. And I think it's really important for kids to, to learn that because it's kind of like a, uh, maybe a dress rehearsal for uh, when they're older. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I, from there, my dad was a Mason, you know, so we did uh, masonry work like stucco and stone and painting and stuff like that. And, um, you know, once I was old enough to put on a pair of boots and a hat, uh, he would take me on the job. And, you know, I would be climbing scaffolding and carrying buckets and wheeling wheelbarrows. And, you know, it's, it's manual labor, labor for the most part. Um, so that was kind of really where my strength began, I would say, because that kind of came before all the weights actually um, was just this kind of old school uh, we were a small business, you know, we we're working on houses and stuff. Um, so that was where the beginning of my physical fitness started. And I actually really incorporate a lot of those types of movements in my training, um, just because I think they're so, uh, they're so good for you. You know, they, they just build strength um, similar to like a, almost like a kettlebell or something where it's a free weight and your body has to learn to work in harmony with the weight so you can move it and so you don't hurt yourself. Um, but from there, um, I got into high school sports, uh, middle school and high school sports, mainly football, but I played basketball some, um, you know, when I was young, I played soccer a little bit, not so much in high school. High school was mainly, um, football and track. Um, and I was more of a sprinter in the track. So we did like the, um, four by 100 and, um, hundred meter dash and stuff like that. It's shot put and discus, uh, but mainly the sport I played was football. Um, and I love it. You know, I, I still love it, even with all the um, CTE stuff coming out with the brain injuries. I'm sure I suffered some of that, but um, I got out fairly unscathed. Um, but it was it was a great learning experience. Um, and you know, I lost a lot when I played. 
Um, when I, I don't think we won a game from the time I was in middle school to the time I was in high school, uh, maybe a freshman or sophomore, we won our first game and we went nuts. And it just teaches you about uh, to be kind of humble. And you, you're playing the sport to play the sport, not because you're getting a trophy, you know. So, and then we, we did really well um, once I, by the time I was a senior, you know, the team did really well. So I got that kind of experience too. And I ended up uh, being team captain and um, it wasn't because I was the best player. Um, I think it's because I was a good player and I got along with everybody. Um, but I tried hard too and the coaches noticed that. So, but that was like the beginnings of everything. That's where the weight training started. Um, you know, you're kind of doing the strength and conditioning thing with the team. Um, and I loved it. I loved being there with the guys and, you know, you being there lifting weights and sweating and learning and getting bigger, you know, you can kind of see the results and then you feel the results when you're out there on the field. So, I mean, it was, it was great. So that was the beginning. And then once I graduated, I stuck with the weight training. I, you know, I had some lifting buddies that were still, you know, into it with me and they would come and go, but I always kind of stuck with it. You know, a lot of them stayed with it, but you know, when people move away, it's hard, you know, and you're kind of on your own. And like you said before, talking about getting in the zone, you know, you got to get in your own zone and get out there and, and have the motivation for yourself. Um, the way I feel about it, though, is that I don't really have a choice in this thing. I think we're all burdened when we're born. We're burdened with uh, the task of uh, maintaining our health. Because if you're not trying to maintain it, you're basically gonna decline in health. I mean, once, once you're past the teenage years when you can kind of get away with not sleeping or eating bad food, at some point you have to care about your health. So I don't think we really have a choice in the matter. So, you know, that's kind of why I'm in this business. You know, I just, I yeah, care. And that's like all levels of health too, right? Yeah. It's just, it's multidimensional. And I yeah. think that when I first entered the health field, it was like, oh, health is just, I need to lose weight. And then I learned more about it. And I was like, oh, it's like literally everything, like emotional health, social health, like physical health, um, yeah. all of those things. Yeah, it's all wrapped into one because, you know, your brain is part of your body. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's no, there's no separating the brain and the body in my mind. The constant like back and forth, like brain, yes. body, brain, let's check in, let's see where we're at, yeah. work together. Yeah. To, move, to move your arms, your brain is, is, is telling your body to move the arms, you know. Yeah. It's, it's intertwined. Mm-hmm. And that definitely, I'm sure, like, I'm sure you've experienced since you've played so many different sports, especially in football, being a team sport where you really have to be very on top of it mentally, as well as physically, it's, it's very challenging both ways. And I'm sure that's brought you a lot of experience to be able to do what you do now, which is doing a lot of weight training. And you had mentioned to me, especially with women too. So I'd love to hear yeah. what you're doing at um, Stoic Fit, uh, your personal training with your business. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know um, how it ends up that way. I'm sure it ends up like that for a lot of trainers where a lot of their clients are women. Uh, I don't know if it's there. Maybe uh, the guys are a little bit too, like, I can just do it on my own. Uh, because that's how I was. You know, I, I didn't have too many trainers. I had partners, you know, lifting partners and, th and things, but uh, never like an actual trainer. But, yeah, a lot of my clients are women. Um, they're, they're the ones that reach out to me. And they say, hey, I, I want to learn how to do this, or hey, I, I want to lose a couple pounds, or I want to, I want to learn. I have someone who uh, want to learn how to run better, and mm -hmm. lifting help them run better. Um, so, you know, that's what we're trying to do. You know, and it's it's fun to get clients like that that are motivated on their own and like they got a goal. So it's easier for me to kind of structure their exercises when they have a goal rather than oh, I just I just want to be more fit. It's like okay, well we got to kind of pick a direction to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And right before we, we pressed record, Justin was painting a great picture of 
of kind of getting in the zone, I was explaining to him how so many of you are reaching out to me asking, like, how do you get motivated to be in the gym? And he painted this wonderful picture of like, you know, you're in, you're in the weight room and you have the barbell above your head. And at that moment, it's like nothing else really matters. It's just you and the weights and you're lifting it up and down. So I'd love to hear like your perspective, especially as you take with your clients for those who maybe are just starting out and getting used to the routine. Um, like what is getting in the zone? How do you stay motivated? How do you get started? All of those things <laughs> wrapped in the way. Yeah. Um, well, the zone is that, that space in your brain when you're not, you're kind of outside yourself almost. Um, the exercise seems easy. Uh, a lot of times they'll call this a flow state. Um, and athletes kind of uh, get this when they are just hitting three pointers left and right. Um, they just are catching all the passes, you know, like they're on fire. You know, that's, that's when somebody's in the zone. And it's almost like they're, they've trained to the point where everything's second nature and they just are clicking, I guess you would call it. And, you know, everything is in synchronicity and it's hard to get there. And if you don't, if you, if you can't get comfortable in the uncomfortableness of the exercise, it's hard to get in the flow state. Um, how you kind of see it more with more experienced exercisers, they kind of will know what you're talking about. They'll come in one day and they feel good. They're ready to, they're ready to do the thing and they knock it out of the park. You know, they might hit a new, uh, you know, a new PR on, the, on their whatever their lift is, um, or they just feel like they can go longer, or their coordination is better. You know, they're just in the zone. Um, and it's hard to kind of coach somebody into that. But uh, one of the things I try and do is I try and get them to attach a meaning to all this work that we're doing. You know, what are you doing it for? And mm -hmm. want, why do you want to do it? Um, and it's, it's hard to think of a meaning for somebody. It's almost like they have to kind of attach that meaning for themselves. But I kind of facilitate the conversation. They may have never thought of it that way. They may have thought, oh, I just need to work out because it's what I'm supposed to do. They say it keeps me healthy. And it's, you know, I truly believe it makes me healthy. And that's why I do it, you know. And I think that the measurements would back that up um, in terms of blood measurements or, or scale measurements or weight measurements, you know, I, I really think that the physical fitness is just, it's, it's recreating our natural environment that maybe we would have lived in before we had built this entire society here. Um, and the closer we can kind of mimic that ancestral environment, um, the healthier that we're going to be. And that also uh, mentally, you know, mm -hmm. it's not the physical aspect, but, you know, getting outside and sitting in maybe uh, where there's not a TV talking to you or a screen talking to you, or you're not reading a book or something. You're just kind of out in nature and listening to the sounds and feeling the air and maybe even feeling the grass or the dirt, uh, listening to the ocean. I mean, I think all that stuff is really good for our brain. And not to mention, you know, you're getting the sunlight on your skin. Um, and I think that I mean, there's some level of sunlight exposure that we're supposed to have. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, I totally believe like being outside is like part of your nourishment and it's like yeah. so, so important. I, I just did that today. I went and walked with my boyfriend and just kind of, we just walked around the apartments and it was so great being outside and like soaking up the sunlight. It really does impact you. We did the same thing actually right before the podcast. We went on a little walk around because that's all we can do right now is kind yeah. of walk around. So <laughs> Uh, yeah, we did this exact same thing. And I think people really get in the zone uh, when they're out there and they just are immersed in that. They're away from all the, you know, the luxuries of life. But for some reason, they seem happier than they were when they were just surrounded by all the plush, you know, all the, you know, accessories that we have and the air conditioning or the heat or all that. You know, they're just in the wilderness. And, and that's I do the backpacking, too. I mentioned that to you uh, when we were chatting uh, through the emails, and um, I really fell in love with it. And I, I get in that zone out there. You know, I'm doing it, and it's hard, but, um, you know, you, it's kind of you have a task, and you're hiking from one end to the other, and mm -hmm. the loop, 
um, but you sleep out there in a tent and you have everything you need on your back and the simplicity of it is just I think really good for the brain you know it's, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I used to live in Colorado for a short time and used to go climbing out there and it's, yeah. it's therapeutic. And actually, as you were, you were talking about getting in the zone, I wrote down quite a few bullet points because um, I loved what you were saying about like, it's like this body out of body experience because it really is. And you said, you know, once you know your goals and like really why you're doing something like for climbing, it's like you're getting from one place to another if you're in the gym, it's a deeper meaning. It's a lot of time, sometimes it's that athletic ability. You want to run faster or lift heavier, or sometimes it's just, I want to have a better mood throughout the day. So I don't like go crazy with work and family, um, but you have that deeper why. And then you set up your mindset to kind of match that. You we're kind of going through like eliminating distractions and really just being in the moment you, you mentioned immersed in the, in yeah. the moment and just yeah. being happy. So I feel like those are kind of a few takeaways I took away that are really tangible that would help people kind of get themselves in that place. And have you noticed too, when you're coaching clients, I know you said it's very difficult to, and it is to coach people towards that zone because they really do have to find it themselves, but maybe what are some challenges or things that come up that you can kind of help them through or how do you help them uncover like why are you here why are you doing this so that you can get to that place yeah um you know you kind of have to work your way into that conversation because it kind of has to get deep okay um at least for me this is how i feel it needs to be done um i kind of attach it to people's family and it's not just your health but it, like in times like now when we're on quarantine, um, your health actually plays a huge role in everybody else's health. Because if your immune system is compromised and you contract the disease and you can't fight it off, well, first of all, you're going to die. And that might, you know, put your family at a disadvantage or, or at least heartache. Um, and then let's say you don't die, but you just get sick. Uh, you kind of are not able to handle the disease as well and you're kind of carrying it around for longer maybe maybe someone with a stronger immune system might be able to fight off infection and I'm, i don't necessarily mean the coronavirus because i'm not saying that exercise is going to make you invincible to the coronavirus at all um, but you know most illnesses like you know i don't know i exercise all the time i don't get sick very often maybe once a year no, I don't think I've ever taken a sick day. At my new job, I've been there for six years. I don't think I've ever taken a sick day. Mm -hmm. it, I'm, some of that could be genetic, I suppose, but I think diet and lifestyle have to do with just about 90% of it. Um, yeah, when you're feeling your body but, and like your mind yeah. function. Yeah. But I really try and go a little bit deeper on that part to kind of get them to understand, okay, it's not just about my health. That's not why I'm working out. It's not just about me. It's actually connecting you to everyone else that you're in contact with. And, you know, you can be an inspiration to people. And I think when that's one of the things that can kind of, you know, it's kind of contagious. The people see me exercise and they, you know, they, hit me up on Instagram and they say, hey, I, I want to try this out. Um, and then they start doing it and I post a video of them and then someone sees, oh, that kind of looks like me or whatever. I, I think I could do that. And they, you know, I think it's contagious, this thing. Um, and it should be, you know, I think it should be inspiring. And I kind of talk in terms of, of that way of, how do we have a deeper meaning attached to your exercise? If you have a goal, if you have a sport, the meaning is kind of intrinsic. But for someone that comes to me that just wants to lose weight or they just want to learn how to be fit, they kind of see people doing that and they want to be one of those kind of people that is like one of the fitness people, you know, and it's got to be more than just, I want to look that way because man, it's hardly worth all the effort and having to talk, you know, and they have to change their diet most of the time. Uh, they have to, you know, do hard work. And then they have to learn how to sleep better because 
ultimately there's no way to get as fit as you can be without trying to do all the things that you're supposed to be doing in order to maintain adequate health. Mm-hmm. You know, the health and the fitness, when you get into the extremes of an athlete, maybe they are pushing the boundaries of they're beyond healthy. They're trying to specialize in one certain area of exercise and they can sometimes get unhealthy. They go over the other part of the bell curve where they're no longer healthy. They're, they're, they're starting to push it to unhealthy. But for the most part, athletes are much healthier than the general population. You know, it's until they're at these peak levels that, you know, they might go a little further. But they have an intrinsic meaning into their training. And it's kind of a, an art trying to get somebody to attach meaning to exercise because people think, what is, the, I'm just lifting this weight up and down or I'm throwing this ball against the ground. Like, what am I, why am I doing this? And, and why am I running, you know? Uh, so it's, it's hard, but, you know, people find it. You know, people come to it. When we start talking, they'll reflect on their own life and they'll find that meaning in there most of the time. And if they don't, you know, then they're just, they're not going to stick around for very long. But, yeah. You know, the nature. experience with exercise as far as that goes it's like you you have to kind of like enjoy it too like there's definitely gonna be workouts that are tough and that challenge you and that you hate but like ultimately if you're not doing something you enjoy like you're just you're not gonna pursue it very long like like you mentioned the athletes a lot like they have a goal to be like a really good at their craft and then yeah. for the everyday public though it's like well I, like you mentioned i should be working out it's what everybody else is doing so yeah. maybe i should do it and like that's just not going to keep you doing it like yeah. you have to find your deeper meaning and i know for me like i work out in the mornings um because it helps my mood and my stress levels and my anxiety like it helps me control that stuff if i don't work out like i don't feel as good so like that is my, my meaning because I've been in that place where it's like I want to just look a certain way and you get there and for me I was like like I still looked at myself and I was like like why did I why did I put myself through all that like I didn't need to push that hard and do all these things to look a certain way because it like for me in that moment it was like you know I still felt the same I hadn't changed my identity it was like I was doing all these things and taking all these actions and following all these diets and nothing had really changed inside of me. I hadn't changed my mind yet, you know? So it's a, it's a a kind of like this ebb and flow of like moving your body. And then also like re-identifying yourself with someone who does move their body. Because Mm -hmm. if you're you're trying to work out and then identifying as someone who's lazy, you're not going to find reasons to work out because your identity is I'm lazy. And you're always going to be playing the game of I'm lazy. Yeah you kind of fall into that and it's, it's hard to get out of that slump. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to, it's hard to work yourself up into wanting to do something like that. It's hard. You know, I think the challenge is super important for people. Um, if you never challenge yourself, you never accomplish anything. Yeah. And it, whether that's school or that's exercise or that's sports or, you know, whatever your endeavor is hiking, whatever you do, climbing, you know, um, if you never challenge yourself, you never achieve, and then you never really learn what you're made of. You know, a buddy of mine, you know, we go out in the woods and we hike, and it's hard. You know, you pack too much stuff. We pick too long of a route. You know, we didn't plan on the weather being this cold or whatever, this hot. And it teaches you a lot about yourself out there. And me, him and I just reminisce back to those times. And you know, it's the same thing with uh, me, my old lifting buddies, you know, we just talk, remember the time we, you know, we're in there, and we used to do this, and, you know, we were lifting this much or whatever, you know, it's the challenges, it's the same thing with the sports. I mean, people just reminisce to those days because they feel like they were at their best. Um, and it's cool to get people to their best when they're, you know, maybe they're in their, in their 30s or their 40s, you know what I mean, or their 50s. Mm-hmm. It's, it's cool to to kind of uh, reignite that flame inside of people and get them excited about something and something physical, you know, it's good for your brain to get out there and move your body. And, you know, I, I really try and tie in the diet to the whole thing too, where I kind of say, okay, it's hard for people to change their diet. 
they don't really want to give up their foods. They, they're willing to maybe do some exercise, but they don't, it's hard to give up the pizza or it's hard to give up, you know, whatever it is that is their problem or, you know, what they think their problem is. And, you know, I tie the diet in there because I say, at least if we can exercise, we can tell your body to do something with all the nutrition that you're taking in. You know, the, the exercise is signaling for the body to, to grow and to repair. And it's one of the normal processes that would have happened had we were out hunting and gathering food. You know, you would have, the, the exercise is kind of intrinsic in that lifestyle. Whereas we kind of sit around a lot. You know, and we kind of have, we have jobs where we work on computers or we're working in a warehouse and we're moving around, but it's, it's the same types of movement every day. And it's, you know, sometimes not very dynamic and you can get muscle imbalances and tightness and all this kind of stuff. But all the exercise, it's telling the body to regenerate itself. And when you use the muscles, we use up the sugars in the muscles, the glycogen, and it gives the fuel somewhere to get, you know, transitioned into the muscles rather than transitioned into your body fat. Or, you know, when it gets really bad, your blood becomes too, you know, rich with the sugar because you just don't have anywhere else to store that nutrition and your, your blood begins to be, um, you know, all metabolically messed up. Yeah, see, I actually, I have a little bit different philosophy because I've been there with like the diets and like forcing people to like eat a certain way. And I've actually transitioned. So my, my views on diet are a little different. And when I say diet, I just talk about whatever food. But my view is more so that, you know, there's not really anything wrong that you can eat. But when you're actually taking notice of how it makes you feel and you get into an active lifestyle, you're probably going to choose the things that are going to give you more energy to do the things you like to do, Right. Like, yeah, no, exactly. I'm not going to eat a bunch of sugar and then like go rock climbing. Like it's not going to make me feel great. And I know that now, but like, you know, just for, for all my listeners out there, you know, like there is no specific way to eat. There's just, you know, we want to fuel the activities that we want in our life that you talked about hiking, because I think that when we think of like exercise, we're all like, Oh, I have to get in the gym and it's not, it definitely is awesome. And I think that there's so much benefit into doing like the weight training that you do with like the functional movements, because it's going to help you do those daily things that you want to do, like play basketball or go hiking and do them so much better. And, um, there's so much benefit in that. And I think that when people can tie that to, it's like, Oh wait, this is going to make me better at basketball. Like, yeah, I totally want to weight train now. And like, they've made that connection now. And that kind of helps fuel the fire and get them into. And I love that you had mentioned too about um, really, uh, what was it? There was a piece that you mentioned that I really loved. I'll get to it. But it was, I kind of lost my train of thought there. So <laughs> okay. let me, uh, I don't want you to think that I try and control people's diet too much. Yeah. I just wanted to put that out there for my, sure. my people. Yeah, because like I'm very much into intuitive eating and believe that, you know, we don't have to control it, but we do need to listen to our bodies. And then when we do that, we're going to most often drift towards healthier foods. Like that's just kind of how the progression. Yeah. Happens. Yeah. So I definitely like, tell people telling you like, Hey, you must eat this to be successful. It doesn't really work until you connect it like to yourself. Yeah. And I mean, because you can just eating like, uh, uh, you know, Michael Phelps is not going to make you Michael Phelps. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know? I definitely don't um, try and restrict people's food. What I do is I just talk to them about how to eat. And it's ex- kind of exactly how you're saying, where I say, Look, we're going to try and work out. And when you eat the food you eat, let's, let's listen to our body and say, how does our body perform and how does our body feel after we've eaten that food and then we try and go move around? Yeah. And it's not that you eat right before you exercise, but let's say you eat breakfast and then you're exercising around 2 p.m., you know, what is, how does your body feel? You know, are you tired? Are you sluggish? Do you got a bellyache? Yeah. How was your digestion throughout the day? Yeah, that's Um, a good one. And I, so the wrong foods would be, and it's quote unquote wrong, you know, it's not really a wrong it's like, let's say you ate something with 
flour in it, wheat flour, and it bothered your stomach. Maybe you got some ass, or maybe you got pains, or maybe you just felt super tired like an hour after you ate it, or maybe you got diarrhea or like hives, you know. Yeah, that's like your body telling you. Yeah, it's your body telling you, ooh, something is, is weird here, you know. Mm -hmm. And I usually tell people to look towards the diet, you know, it's not like, you know, maybe the hives aren't because you touch something to your face, you put lotion on, maybe it's actually the food you ate, you know, and they realize it because they don't necessarily think of food allergies all the time. But minor, you know, little minor things, like sometimes with dairy, sometimes it makes people more mucusy. Oh so, yeah, definitely does for me. Yeah, yeah. So it's, maybe it's not like you have like lactose intolerance necessarily, but you're having some mucus issues and maybe it's not good for, you know, whatever reason you're trying to work out and you're just too stuffed up you can't breathe you know yeah. like that. so the way i talk to them about eating is more like you're saying listen to your body um and the exercise kind of gives you a reason to eat well because if you're eating bad and you're trying to commit to the exercise if you feel bad while you're exercising it's just going to make it grueling so mm -hmm. just figure out what foods work for you I think that's part of the reason people maybe don't enjoy exercise. It's like, oh, we're not yeah. our bodies to really work for us. Yeah. And, you know, I know for me, especially if I eat a bunch of sugar, like I love me some sugar, but dang, my mind is going to be really foggy and I'm not going to want to really do anything. And my mood's yeah. going to be awful. So like I choose now that I like have experienced that and noticed it, it's like, I'm going to choose to not do that in excess because I want to like go out and like move and, and, you know, be a positive force. And like, that's yeah. not promoting that for me. So when you really get in touch with that, it's like, oh, okay. And I think um, that's really important because then it's, it becomes your decision, right? It's like, I'm making this decision for me because it feels good. Yeah. And that's huge. I mean, it, I tr really just try and get people to realize like how much change you're actually doing. It's, they don't give themselves enough credit sometimes, you know, yeah to do to come in day in and day out to the gym or to change what foods you're eating and try and adhere to whatever schedule you know you got to prepare your food if you don't want to eat something out of the vending machine or something from a, a food truck or whatever you're doing you know you want to eat home-cooked food and it's hard to do that you know it's it's an undertaking and you got to give the people the pat on the back so they feel good about what they're doing it's not just sacrifice for the sake of sacrifice you know we're doing it for something and notice that your body feels good you know and notice that you're doing work and that's what i like about the weights the fact that there's these numbers associated and then you get the visual of the weight you know i tell them look you're you couldn't have done this when you walked through the door and here you are doing it you know what the weights and getting started. yeah 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 and they they go oh, that was the piece I was gonna talk about is like you know doing something with exercise and moving your body like it helps you give that that achievement it's like that win yes. that then you yes. take to other areas of your life yeah and that really helps you move forward and I feel like sometimes when you're, you're we always talk about like motivation and getting motivation but I think sometimes you get there by moving your body like when you move your body you also like change your mind yeah and it, it's literally changing your body because the more we do these kind of running exercises or weightlifting exercises you know we're generating more mitochondria in our muscles and those are the little things that are powering our body so mm -hmm. when you more of those you're just going to have more energy yeah you know? and that's what people are always like surprised about they're like wait spending yeah. energy but you actually do you get so much more energy from like what 30 minutes of a good workout yeah yeah and i think that's one of the kind of addictive properties of exercise and why people you and i are like i gotta go you know yeah, i gotta, gotta do, it. do it i'm not gonna feel good you know and you get all those hormone releases and you know the kind of like this surge of those good feelings in your brain after you get done mm -hmm. you know it's it's one of those things that we should listen to if you pushed it too hard and you really don't feel good after it maybe we pushed it too hard yeah. but if you you should sometimes you should feel good after you worked out you know it's not yeah. just muscle soreness and joint pain you know it's it shouldn't maybe be a day or two your later body 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, which brings me to another point. You know, one of the things I preach to people is like, it's the 23 hours a day outside of the gym that makes the difference. It's, I mean, you can exercise as hard as you want, you know, and really try and make up for a bad diet or make up for, you know, sedentaryism. But, you know, there's a whole, you got to recover. You got to sleep. You know, you got to. Yeah, that's one that people forget is sleep. Yeah. You can't. And just decreasing stress in your life. Yeah. Yeah. The stress is like a, the stress is a huge thing. And like, that's a, okay, we're talking about getting in touch with your body, right? In this mind-body connection. I really try and talk to people about the next time you get worked up, pay attention to how you feel. Like, yeah. will be shaking. And what, and what foods you reach towards too, because a lot of people yeah. food to exactly. like, with that. Yeah. A really great opportunity to learn about yourself. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it burns a lot of energy when your body kicks into that sympathetic system and that fight or flight response comes on because yeah. you're road raging on the way to work, you know, right. just burns a lot of blood sugar in the and brain. Now you're asking your body to digest foods in a stressed state yeah. and it's just not going to happen. Yeah. yeah, and literally the blood shifts away from the digestive system out into the musculature because yeah you know, you want to be able to move quick or run away or whatever you had to do, protect yourself. Uh, but your body doesn't know that when you're just raging in traffic, you know, mm -hmm. you just ate breakfast or whatever, had a couple of bellyache. Uh, and not to mention, you were probably going to get tired again after that, because after you've just stressed, your body just, it's just white, you know, yeah. um, or it kind of throws your mood off maybe for the rest of the day, like yeah. where you you're kind of in a bad mood and maybe, maybe you come home and you don't treat everybody so good because you had a bad day, you know, and that's a whole nother reason not to stress because it kind of impacts your recovery. So if, if we're trying to do the exercise thing, we kind of have to pay attention to all these little levers that we can pull like diet, stress, sleep, uh, time outside, uh, mm -hmm. emotional connection with other people. Mm -hmm. You have to pay attention to all these things if you want to be a healthy person. That's what I believe. Yeah. You know, you got to kind of attention to all these things. Then. Yeah. And I think challenges should be thrown in there too because yeah. of the things like we're talking about. It doesn't have to be a weightlifting challenge. It can be any kind of challenge. You know, if you're if you're scared to go run on the, you know, outside because of whatever reason, you're scared of the cars or you're scared someone's going to attack you or something, you know, there's some level maybe of risk that is involved with keeping yourself healthy. And I think that's just, it would have been that way in ancestral life. We would have had to go into the woods to find food and there's things in the woods that can hurt you, you know, whether plants or the animals. So you kind of, the challenge used to be involved in life at a, you know, intrinsic level. And now you know, we kind of are finding all the little ways to uh, get rid of the challenges, but we, my job is kind of build them back in there. I mean, they're there, like all the challenges of life are still there. It's just a lot of the luxuries kind of taken away the physical part, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I think with our social media and like the way we can stay connected and see other people, I think one of the biggest things that, that stops people is this expectation that they have to do it perfect or they have to do everything 100% when yeah. you just have to take the first step. And I think that, yeah. that what we do as coaches and trainers is like, let them take that first step and realize yeah. that like now we're working towards that greater challenge. And finding that, that thing that's going to push you over the edge to kind of like really gain that momentum. Cause I think that's what really what challenges do. It helps you gain that momentum and that confidence in yourself and you don't yeah. build confidence without challenge. Yeah. And that's like, that's a big thing I, I try and get going in the beginning is that momentum like you're talking about, because if I tell them to do a squat and they can't squat properly, then it doesn't help me or them. Right. And prescribe a squat. So I will modify it in a way that they can be successful and they're doing the proper technique for that particular type of movement. And that way they feel good that they're doing it properly and they get worked properly mm -hmm. and put on me because they're going to progress, you mm -hmm. know? So getting that momentum by maybe 
modifying the movements or just setting a little goal for yourself. Um, that's, that's how you get that momentum going. And then I can pat them on the back and get them to pat themselves on the back. And then, all right, let's set up the next goal. You know, like knocking them down, you know, it doesn't stop here. You know, it's, it, this is kind of an ongoing thing. And I think that's one of the things that's scary for people and why they fall out of it is because it's hard to think, wow, like this never ends. Like I just have to keep trying to be healthy. Like yeah. there's all the time. I, mean, I can just retire, day. you know, <laughs> I mean, you could, so, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever stop. Mm -hmm. But I think that when you make that kind of long-term commitment and it's no longer this 30, 60, 90 day challenge or whatever, it's, it becomes this lifelong journey that you're always a part of and yeah. you drop that expectation of like, I have to get here in this amount of days, then you can really start to enjoy it because it's like, oh, I don't have to get to any specific place by 90 days. I mean, if you're, th this is like general life. If you have an athletic goal, there's different, there's different mindsets behind pushing for that athleticism. Yeah. But if you're just the general public and you're just trying to like be healthy and like do something good for yourself, you don't have to like put all these expectations on there. Like it's just a lifelong thing. Maybe that's yeah, what you need I mean to look out. <laughs> yeah, because as, as soon as you get to the point you wanted to get to, you're going to be looking ahead anyways. And yeah. You're only you're getting to celebrate so, that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, let's celebrate. We got here. We did it. But where are we going to go next? You know, that, that's the fun part is the going there, you know. Yeah. Uh, exactly. You, you know, the celebration only lasts so long. Yeah, I think that's what, what I experienced a lot in the in personal training. It was like people were just so... Like they wanted to just get to the end, but like I've been to the end and you just are like, that's it. Like yeah. what's next? And then you're confused. And then I ran the marathon. Yeah. Next? Now <laughs> I actually had a friend say that to me. She's like, I ran the marathon. And then I was like, now what? Like, yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. for me, that was like kind of my weight loss journey when I was like, you know, intentionally losing weight. It was like, I got there and I was like, now what? And then I had to deal with the emotional trauma that was really going on inside. And I didn't have weight to hide behind anymore. Like yeah. if I was using it as like a cushion, it was like, I don't want to deal with this hard stuff in my life. And then I didn't have it anymore. So it was like, oh snap, this is uncomfortable. So it's like, you got to learn. I think that's, what's great about working out is like, it puts you in that uncomfortable spot and it teaches you that it's okay and that you can overcome it and that you can do it in other areas of your life. Yeah, it, it really shows you what you're made of. And that, like, even though times in life might be hard, it's not that you're not going to pull out of it. It's just going to be a little bit uncomfortable for a while. Mm -hmm. And That's the scary. exercise really is like a translates to real life in that way very well. It you know, does. put in your, your work day, and then at the end of the day, you have the money. You know, there's a reward at the end. And when you work out hard in the gym, you reap the benefits of the exercise. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it kind of translates in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of positive benefits from that. And it all just goes back to like finding your reason why, because I mean, like Justin, I could tell you like, go work out and do this. And here's this workout routine. But until you really decide like, this is what I need in my life. And this is why, like, it can be hard and challenging to actually motivate yourself to do it. But I do think that mentorship is so important in this process to have someone there who's holding that vision for you, reminding you until you can do that for yourself. Cause I know that's what helped me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think even if you have the goal, sometimes it's even hard to just get up and go. Yeah. You know, if you're on your way, you're, you're successful and you're doing well, uh, you know, you got to do it every day and keep going out there and going after what you're trying to achieve. And it's hard. And like somebody like me, like my challenges are not necessarily, oh, I want to have the biggest deadlift or I want to do the highest box jump. Like I don't have like, I'm not necessarily competing in anything. I'm trying, my challenges are like, okay, how can I really learn this exercise thing so I can get people to where they want to be, no matter where they want to be as fast as possible. You mm -hmm. know, like that, those are my kind of challenges I set for myself. So I don't want everyone to think that your challenges have to be exercise based. It's just, you know, you can, your gym is kind of like, like for me, it's in, in the exercise is intertwined with the being healthy, you know, and it's intertwined with being a capable person. And I feel like being a capable person 
um, you can be a more helpful person or people don't have to worry about you so much, you know, um, and, you know, when, when people get older, you can help them out, you know, like there's times when I go help my grandma carry the groceries in, you know, because like, obviously I think that she should help trying to do it herself to keep her healthy because I don't want to take her movement away, you know, mm-hmm. I also want to help her, you know, and, and when we can help other people, we're healthy enough, not just to help ourselves, but to help other people. Well, then it's just, I think the world would be a better place if everyone was kind of in that position, you know, we can help when we need it, but people don't have to worry about us so much. Yeah. And I think taking that step to move your body in ways that you enjoy can, you know, you take care of yourself first and then you have so much more to give to those other people out in the world who do need that help because you've given that to yourself. I know yeah. like I definitely feel that way after I've worked out. It's like, oh, okay, I've done this for me. I feel really accomplished. I've challenged myself. And then I just like the rest of the day is like relaxed. I'm like, okay, like, what do you need? What do yeah. you need? You feel so much more like. Yeah, you feel accomplished. Mm-hmm. When you feel good about yourself, it's just, it's much easier to be happier for other people yeah. and celebrate with them. And if they need help, like you're not so stressed out about your own self that you can, you can kind of give yourself a little more, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. So I'm going to round out this exercise and just, or this, not this exercise. We've been talking so much about exercise, this podcast <laughs> yeah. episode. It's a mind um, exercise. Yeah, I know. Well, I actually, I'm going to go exercise right after this. So I think that's what I'm oh, thinking cool. about because <laughs> I didn't do it this morning. Um, so tell us to end this episode, then what is healthy to you? And then also where can my listeners come find out more about your training style and like your workouts and learn all about that? Sure. So, um, I mean, healthy to me, uh, obviously it's your body, keeping your body in physically good condition. And and that can just mean just generally um, physically prepared, you know, whether that means carrying something or moving in the furniture into the house. And you're able to do that kind of stuff with relative ease, you know, obviously you don't want to have, you know, any diseases, but I think if you have a disease, you can be healthy, you know, you can act healthy and live healthy, even if you're dealing with a disease. So just saying absence of disease, it's not, it doesn't focus in far enough for me to be healthy, you know, and I think that if you can keep your body, I mean, obviously we can talk about being too big, whether that's too much muscle or too much body fat, is probably not good either way. You know, so there's some level, some range of healthy body size that's probably involved with being healthy. But certainly, looking, you know, having the doctor check your blood markers, they know and they can tell you whether or not you're quote unquote healthy. But we, even if you're within a healthy range of things, it's kind of only temporary, which is why we have to do this exercise thing, or at least physical activity. You know, if, if you're a gardener or you're a landscaper and you get a lot of physical activity, you know, that might be adequate for you to be healthy as long as you're not experiencing any kind of muscle imbalances and things, because you can be a healthy person in blood, but you might have muscular imbalances and you might have a lot of pain. So should that be considered healthy or unhealthy? It gets kind of like a gray area. So what is healthy? It's like healthy is kind of like a lifestyle. You know, obviously they can check your blood to see if you're diabetic or have metabolic issues, you know, or if you have heart disease or something like that, or if you have, like a, you know, like epilepsy or something, they can, that arguably is like, okay, well you have this condition, but you can still live a healthy lifestyle. And you'd probably be better off if you lived the healthy lifestyle with your disease, you'd probably diminish some of those effects a little bit if you can keep your body as healthy as possible. Whatever that means, you know, you don't have to be a a weightlifter. You can do whatever your thing is, but we do have to think about, like I said, the muscular imbalances and joint issues and things like that. Um, And so being healthy is going to involve your diet. It's going to and I don't, it's going to involve your nutrition, you know, calling it a diet kind of attaches these connotations to it, but it's going to involve your nutrition. It's going to involve your sleep because that's just this 
restorative process that we just can't get rid of. You know, it's, it's one of those things that we just have to do. It's kind of like the movement. It's just one of the things we have to do in order to keep the body working properly or without all the um, malfunctions. Um, and then your mind, you know, we have to keep our mind in a state where you get some stress, which would come with the challenges of life, but you don't overstress when you don't need to, because that's just excessive stress. And you're going to kind of inflame your body with all this, you know, kind of cortisol release and adrenaline release. And, you know, you, you kind of create this sympathetic nervous system response when you don't need to. And that is when people get into issues where, you know, it starts to diminish their physical body because they just, they don't, maybe they don't feel motivated to exercise anymore. Or maybe they just kind of sit around with bad posture all the time because they just feel down and like, you know, they just have this whole way about themselves that is emanating from their mental state. It's not that their body wouldn't be healthy if they tried, but they don't even have the will to try because of their mental state, you know. Um, and some people, you know, the mental is not just something that you can just change, you know. Um, it takes like maybe a psychologist or maybe even some sort of a pharmaceutical in order to get people to uh, be in a state where they can be. But I think that just, just trying the exercise can start to facilitate some of the mental uh, anxiety away, you know, especially if you can attach the meaning to it. Uh, having the meaning in your life is really the best way to keep yourself in a good mental state. Because then all the suffering or the hardships or the challenges of life seem like you're doing it for something. You know, you've got to have something meaningful. And whatever that is to you, whether that's, you know, your job or your religion or your family, or you got to have, maybe it's best to have a lot of meaning in your life. Because then you think about all your actions and, and you think about how you treat people and you think about how you treat yourself, you know. So maybe I think the meaning is probably the biggest thing for your mental game and for your physical game. You know, you got to have the meaning attached to it. Yeah, it's a lot. So that's what healthy means for me. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of different aspects. And I think it's always just checking back in with all of those things because they're all so interconnected. And we need yeah. each and every one of those. Awesome. Yeah. Well, where can uh, my listeners come find more about your training? Well, um, Instagram, you can find me at stoic underscore personal training. And then on Facebook, I'm under Justin Till. That's my personal page. And then I have stoic personal training, which is attached to my page, my personal page. And then um, I'll have my website up soon, which is just going to be stoicpersonaltraining.com. And that would be, you know, one of the ways you can book consultations with me or, you know, if you live in the Columbus area, we can do one-on-one -on -one personal training or I can bring you in and I can, we can do some movement assessments and then I can design a program for you. So awesome. you get a hold. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing a lot of your experience and your philosophies. We appreciate it. And thank sure. you just for spending your time today with us on the podcast. It was great. It was nice talking to you. Thank you. You too. All right. See you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Mind and Body Strong podcast. You are what makes this movement and message possible. If you loved this episode, share it with a friend, a coworker, a family member, or take a screenshot and share it on your favorite social media platform and tag Mind and Body Strong. To learn more about coaching and courses to help you take your journey to the next level, visit mindandbodystrong.com.